to promote a upcoming tournament that we are going to be calling on Saturday afternoon. Myself and Georgia Lopez Fatarin are really lucky to be going down on Saturday afternoon to call the the Normo Threes Girls Soccer Tournament. tournament. And we're really excited to have uh, the women's coordinator, Natalie uh, Michael, and uh, the girls uh, mini tournament coordinator, Nick Deverill, joining us on the show. Guys, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you. Welcome to the bench. Thanks very much for having us. Excited to be here. First of all, when we ever have guests on the show, especially when it comes to football, I do have a little uh, couple of questions I have to ask. Um, and it's always, who do you support and why in the world of football? And it can be anyone. doesn't matter. No, no judgments here. Matt, do you want to go first? You can go first. Mine's embarrassing, so I'll hold off as long as possible. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Liverpool fan oh. through, through and through. Get him um, off this call. Get him off. <laughs> Get him off. I liked love, you, Nick, until now. <laughs> love, love the mighty Reds. Um, ever since I was a kid, I was I had the very good fortune as to why I support when I was about nine or ten. Um, some of the great Liverpool legends um, of the era. Um, this was back when, before we went through that stage where Liverpool didn't win, it, win anything for twenty years. This was back when we were winning everything. Uh, John Barnes, Bruce Grobelar, some of those, you know, household names back then came to my school. So as a nine-year-old, I got to play, you know, five-a-side with John Barnes. Um, I think I, I've got this memory of about 30 kids all trying to tackle this guy and him just dribbling through everyone. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was it. I was hooked from then. Fantastic. And you, Natalie? Well, mine's, mine's fairly simple. I, I had a very... Um, Big crush on Thierry Henry, so I go for Arsenal just just for that fact. Um, <laughs> you could go for Liverpool, like. <laughs> well, yeah, next week it end up being more embarrassing. Nah. You, you no, just sit there with your Swansea and Burnley and all that stuff, and just stay at the bottom of the table and keep out. Fulham, thank you, Fulham. That's too bad. That's even. I simple. thought you were being part of this conversation, Shane. Well, I'm only he has to defend his mighty Liverpool. I'm only jumping because Nick's just mentioned the best club in the world in the As moment. As you can see so. why we have the problem with Liverpool now, Nick. Because Shane's oh. obviously a Liverpool supporter and we can't encourage we can't encourage it. Can't encourage that sort of thing. He might, he's got to be a good bloke. Oh, oh, well, oh. <laughs> I guess we're saying we know where Shane's gonna be on Saturday. Exactly right. Um, no, no, that's I'm... great, guys. That's uh, that's fantastic to hear. Um, but of course, that's not why we, ha why we have you here uh, this evening. We have you here to talk about uh, the Normo Threes uh, tournament set up um, last year, um, promoting the game uh, for for the young girls looking to to get involved. I mean, tell us a little bit, bit a bit a bit about it and how it kind of started, and you know, and how it's kind of come along over the last year or so. It, it goes back, I suppose, a, um, a few years ago when we really started the, you know, pushing girls, girls football at Normo and Nat takes, um, the credit, the credit for that. Um, and I, I, maybe the blame as well for, for twisting my arm and getting, getting me involved. Um, you know, we had not very many girls playing at the time. We were seeing a drop off in numbers because girls playing with boys that they, they get to an age where they start to play very, very differently. Um, 
girls are after a different thing. They play differently. The boys is more, more of a physical game. The girls are not less skillful, but they're getting muffled out of the ball. Um, and also boys tend to get a bit of attitude around nine or 10, where they're firmly in the belief that they're Ronaldo or Messi. Um, which <laughs> I still is, believe that, don't worry. Um, <laughs> a, a, lot of, a lot of us still do. Um, so we started the, the girls only program and it grew, you know, the concept of the Normo threes back then could even have been thought of because we only had 18 girls playing and we've grown and grown. And then last year it was like, well, what can we do to really sort of put this, put this on the map and provide a forum at the beginning of the season to just get girls excited about playing? Because I, I don't know about some of you guys, but as a kid, I grew up, I grew up in Kenya and then went to school in the UK and a kid used to just go out, grab a couple of mates, grab a ball, patch of grass, patch of concrete, didn't matter, play football and just love it and fall in love with the game. And sport and, you know, soccer, everything over here is very, very structured. So I thought, well, what can we do to get this forum where we can get the girls seeing that joy, seeing that love of the game and just go out there, play. One of the biggest rules in Normo 3s is there's no coaching. Their mum and dad can go and cheer, but no one can tell, you know, no one can tell anyone what to do. So they can just go out there, play and have fun and experience that sort of park soccer or street soccer atmosphere. So that's where it all began. And then lots of people got excited. Lots of people got on board and it sort of, it's it spiraled, which is really cool. In terms of, uh, you mentioned that kind of, the, the, the kind of lack of coaching and the, the less, um, structured approach to the way that you're getting people involved what are the results that you've seen from that particular style of setup have you seen more people jump on board and being able to kind of remove themselves from a hyper competitive sort of australian sporting culture or is it are you still kind of trying to keep that structure in place somewhat to keep them sort of maintained as they kind of develop down the track I think both both are very important. The, probably what we saw from it last year, the, the biggest thing we saw last year was there wasn't a girl who didn't have a smile on her face by the end of the tournament. Like it didn't matter what the scores were, whether they'd been on the, the you know the team that was scoring heaps of goals, the team that was just running around having fun. They didn't care. They just had fun, and you know that is probably the golden thing about kids' sport. You know, if you get enough kids having fun. The, the good kids are going to rise to the top. And yes, we've got programs in place, you know, like the, the good kids, if they wanted to, and there's some who have come through the system who I'm sure in a few years time will be talking about, you know, because they're playing professional football somewhere. So those programs are all in place and the, and the coaching backs that up, but it's about kids enjoying sport. And I think that's really, really important. And Natalie, do you have anything to sort of add on the back of kind of what uh, Nick's saying there? Yeah, I, I think he really makes a good point about the kids having fun. Um, the girls he's mentioned that have gone off to the development squads and have sort of been picked for their talent, they never would have kicked a, a football, um, probably if, if Nick hadn't started running these fun kick-arounds and got them to love the game. Um, if, if they never loved having um, a kick around or never loved playing football, then they wouldn't have wanted to learn the skills and progress. So it's all about having fun in the first instance. And those who want to do bigger and better things down the track, there's opportunities for them as well. As you mentioned, um, 
it's it's really starting to kick off and you're seeing a sort of exponential growth in terms of participation. Uh, I, I, I believe you guys had around 80 uh, players come down um, last year around that time. But from what I understand that the, you've already exceeded that for this Saturday coming and potentially, potentially more, and you're including um, other clubs as well. I mean, what's, Explain to me a little bit around that and kind of the the principle in which you're trying to, you know, touch all corners of the globe, so to speak. I think sort of the the great phrase, and I, and I stole this phrase from um, actually one of the clubs um, on, uh, we stole this from Rose Lee. I was talking to the girls coordinator there and we we're talking about growing the, growing the pie rather than dividing the pie. And that's, I think, the mentality that we need to have for certainly, you know, our interest is obviously around the soccer and specifically the girls' soccer and growing that. Um, there's so many kids out there. There's so many girls who want to play soccer if they got the opportunity who would play soccer um, and don't necessarily know about it. So, you know, that growth and bringing those other clubs in is, is, is part of that. Rosalie, who are coming on board, have already got quite a strong um, female program. Pennant Hills, we were talking with those guys and they were sort of where we were three years ago. They'd, they've got some really keen parents to come on and want to grow their girls' game. So it, it benefits everyone if we grow the clubs. You know, if the clubs around us grow, we can have really cool local derbies. You know, how cool is that for, you know, if the girls can have, you know, a, a rivalry that, that, that grows up with them through the years. Um, that's awesome. So that's the sort of the, the mentality behind that. Big achievement obviously for you guys i think from what i hear um and what have you guys have sent through is the involvement that you've had from football new south wales and, and, and football australia who supported your event in 2021 um I, I i'm assuming that they'll probably come down for for 2022 how have they gotten involved and and supported the the event so um a, a lot of local sport involves badgering people until something happens um, <laughs> yes. So yeah, Nat, Nat, Nat badgered badgered me and got me involved, uh, and I've I've learned from learned from the best, and I go out and harass people until um, they get on board. So you know, went out there. Created a monster. <laughs> quite, quite, you sort of have, and it's you know a, a lot of the time it's just about asking the question um, and getting you know reaching out to people, and it's amazing, not not just the you know, the associations, obviously they've got a vested interest. They want to grow, grow sports. So they'll, they'll jump on someone if they see something pro proactive, they're happy to support that. Um, but every, anyone I've spoken to, and I'm, I think Nat, you'd probably say the same, you know, we tell people what we're doing and people get excited by it. So. And they're looking for opportunities and examples to promote football as well. So if, if Nick is badgering them, that he's actually making their job a lot easier because he's saying, hey, come and look at us. Here's your story. Here's your photo opportunity. Um, and they, they come down and support us. And um, it's, it's great having them there. Next year, we'll see the, uh, the, the Blacktown threes, the Sutherland threes, the Coogee three. threes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll join that. <laughs> 
um, Georgia, I think you're you're like the 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 kid that's too big for the bullpit in this situation. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, you're as old as you feel, and at this point, I feel like I'm ten. <laughs> age is just the number. That is correct. Speaking of sort of the age and and the and the, and the standard uh, in which you're, you're sort of trying to get along, as you mentioned, you're trying to make it very casual and you're trying to make it very welcoming. Um, as you're sort of already at a stage now where you're seeing growth, you, are you envisioning that eventually you're going to be getting players wanting to get involved to uh, play football on a on a consistent basis, or are you trying to remain it as a kind of introductory level into the sport for for girls who are looking to um, try out something different? I, I'm firmly, firmly of the belief that it has to be both. Um, you know, c- community sport, number one, has to be there for the wide, the wide community. That means, you know, the, the little girl who doesn't want to train particularly hard, she wants to have fun, uh, she wants to keep fit, but really wants to be with, be with mates and build some confidence. So that's primarily where community sport, um, I think, is. But then there's also, you know, the girl who wants to be the next Ellie Carpenter, the next Sam Kerr, the next Chloe Legazzo to, to, to come more, more locally to our area. And we need to, we need to do both. So the, the Normo 3s is great because it just, it, it's there for anyone can play. You only need a couple of mates and you suddenly got a team. So that's the idea is it gets people in that mindset of anybody can play. Beyond that, what we're trying to do with the, the club is get at least three teams per age group. Which is which is quite hard, um, but if you get those three teams, then you can grade the top team and you put a team in every in every age age group that is the kids that that want to exceed, the kids that want to become a Matilda, um, who are happy to train that extra day a week, who are happy to put the hard yards in, whose mum and dads are probably happy to support that, and then you've got the other two teams um, that provide the numbers. Now a lot of the girls in those two teams are just there for a social reason or for fitness or for there's, there's a whole lot of really good reasons that we should keep kids playing sport. But one day they might change. They might decide, hey, actually, I've got this. I now want to take it seriously. And so we need to have that bridge between the two. I think that's very important. And Nat sort of is doing that, you know, again with the, you know, we've got Premier League coming um, to Normo from next year. So I think you're doing that with the, the senior teams as well, Nat. Yeah, so the the youth teams, because we've um, actually been getting kids to play, they've started to push up through the age groups. So this year we've already got about seven seven girls who played youth football last year who've come up into all age, which is really great to see. And some of the younger kids, again, they want to start training with with our all age team uh, with the view of developing their skills and Nick hopes be ready for the Women's Premier League competition in a couple of years' time. Um, we've got the mums playing as well, so it doesn't just stop at all age. It goes all the way through to over 30s, and we're, we're putting a over 40s women's team in for the first time this year as well. Um, so we've got the whole whole range of ages. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I'd love to know a little bit more about that that Premier League ambition that you're seeing results from off the back of this tournament. I mean, how, how have you used it? This event to essentially generate a team, uh, a competitive, a highly competitive team like that, uh, you know, with a roadmap of you know 2023-2024. Yeah, the, well, the women's Premier League competition is it's in its first year this year, so most of the all age one teams have pushed up into the, the women's Premier League competition, and uh, well, we're we're not there yet. I think probably in 
Nick will say next year. I, I think in three three years' time, we we might be in a position to enter that competition. Um, but it'll be come down to to people committing to that and having some coaches around as well to help out. No, absolutely, absolutely. But I'm I'm sure, based off the attendances that you're getting uh, at these particular events, that that shouldn't be sort of too hard to find. And speaking of the North Western City Football Association, they're getting involved as well with the tournament. How have they kind of helped out in terms of uh, getting you guys sort of um, the necessary ingredients for the event? They've been really fantastic with this. And a big shout out to Tim Thorne um, from from the association. He's really pushed it um, that end. So, you know, last year it was fairly low key. We didn't officially have a ground for a big event. So we used it just as an internal it was an internal event that we did uh, with little pop-up pop-up goals, parents with the referees. It was all very, very low-key and in-house. Um, but the girls loved it so much. We went, you know, how do we, how do we really sort of push this, give them the, the, the best opportunity? And we went to the association, explained about the concept, explained what we wanted to do. And they were like, okay, cool. Well, the, the biggest issue for a lot of clubs at the moment is grounds, getting ground space. Um, you know, and so they came to the party on that, did the negotiations. We probably wouldn't have got the ground if the association hadn't hadn't got involved. So we've got this great ground. It's an all weather pitch. So if it if La Nina does decide to play up, which it has been, <laughs> um, we're still able to to go ahead. They'll still still have a heap of fun. They're providing all of their um, SAP kids, um, and they've got a great program where. They, they mix the girls and the boys in together. They both have their, their separate pathways, but they come and play together. So they'll be coming in and they all train as refs. So when you go into that pathway, you train as a coach, you train as a ref as part of your um, development. And so we will have, you know, fully qualified refs for all of the age groups. So, you know, that's just, it just takes it to a whole new level and it takes a whole lot of organizing, you know, organizing, I don't have to organise 20 people to ref. We've got that supplied by the association and that's absolutely gold. Yeah, no, absolutely. Ticking all the boxes um, when you can get, especially the, I know, I know at my standard, the getting referees uh, is a challenge as well. So it's great to hear that you guys are getting the, the support that uh, you deserve for, for the event that you're trying to put on. Speaking of involvement, I know that uh, ourselves here on, on Triple H are, uh, are getting involved at a local level. What what are some of the responses that you've had uh, from you know local businesses um, sort of chipping in and and supporting you guys um, for 2022? I think Nick's found businesses in the local area to sponsor that I've never even heard of. <laughs> so that's it's good for them. Um, but yeah, he's he's gone and got some different levels of sponsors. So. Through uh, platinum, gold, silver, bronze, they can be involved as much or as little as they like. Um, and the, the girls just get so excited. I think, you know, they're excited about football last year, but also about the ice cream. I, I think we make sure we have ice cream vouchers this year or there'll be trouble. Yeah, the, the local businesses have just been fantastic. And, you know, it, it, it was funny. I went around last year and, and, and as, as I said before, you know, badger people and, and, and go around and ask the question. And I was a little hesitant before I started going around this year because we've, we've come through COVID. 
so many local businesses are doing it really, really tough. You know, that's no secret. We all know that. Um, we've all, you know, occasionally driven past. We go out and get the, the coffee from, from the local cafe that's half empty, three quarters empty. Um, you know, local businesses are doing it tough. So I was a little bit reticent at first. And then I spoke to a couple of people. And that completely changed, changed my mindset. You know, we've got 30, I've got a spreadsheet somewhere and I've got 30 or 40 different lines of sponsors on board from, you know, cafes who are giving us a voucher for three kids to go and have a, a milkshake together, um, you know, right up to the top, top level sponsors. We've got, you know, I hope, I, am I allowed to mention a couple of names on here? Is that, is that permitted? Um, you know, so, so there's a couple of guys who, have just done, you know, donated a whole lot. Um, you know, we've got our main sponsors, you know, Timeless Smiles Dental at, at Panet Hills, Kano Australia, who are our training partner, um, and Adapt, um, our tournament partner. They all came on from last year. They're very supportive. And then there's a whole lot of other people, you know, the Attic at Hornsby have come on. Uh, we've got Thornley Mini Golf who have given us just I went up there hoping for maybe a couple of passes, you know, maybe three passes to give us a prize for one age group. We've got passes for half the, half the kids playing from them. Um, and that mentality has just been across all of the sponsors we've got on. You know, you go and talk to a cafe owner and they're like, absolutely, we'll sponsor this. It's great to get girls playing. And hopefully we can reciprocate. You know, we'll be plugging these guys. We want everyone, you know, go out, go out and use, use your local businesses. Go out to the local cafes go in and buy things from the local shops because without those guys we couldn't do tournaments like this and it's just been amazing how willing they are to support you know local sport and, and especially this this tournament we're only a few days away till kick off what's left to do is the ground confirmed is the uh, are the registrations in is the draw up and running who are your favorites who are you tipping you know, where's what do we what do we what's left to do before Saturday? There, there's still quite a lot to do. Um, we've got the draw. The draw will be done on Wednesday, so teams have still got. We've still got a day, um, so we've got a few teams coming in still. A few last minute. There's some teams where we've got sort of one player or two player and a team name, so we're filling a few teams. There's 150 girls registered already, so that's you know that's 50 teams. Um, so the draw will be fun. I. <laughs> lifted and shifted the draw, um, the playing schedule from last year. And I looked at it and I got into round one and realized that that, <laughs> that wasn't going to work. And so I had to go, go back and redo it all. Um, you know, there's things like collecting the, the trophies and things like that. But the ground, the ground will be ready. The goals will be ready. Um, everyone's going to turn up and have a really good time. And there's, um, I'm sure you guys will actually be impressed by the standard of some of the, you know, by the time you guys get there in the afternoon, we'll be into the knockouts and the finals. Um, and some of the girls, you know, they're there to have fun, but some of these girls can really, really play. And we're talking, I said before, you know, some of these kids, if they really want to, could go on and, and be absolutely at the top of their game. Um, some of the older kids, I've had the misfortune to volunteer to go and goal against, and they can crack the ball as hard as any anyone I've played against. Um, so there's going to be some really good football. Fantastic. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining uh, us here on the bench, Natalie and Nick. You can catch the Normos uh, on Saturday. Normo threes, I should say, excuse me, on Saturday. You're starting at around early in the morning, around 9 a.m. time? Uh, the yeah, first, first, games? 
first games are at 9.15 and then the finals are in the afternoon about 1, 1, 1.30. Um, sorry, I haven't we'll been be there from 5 a.m. 5 a.m. <laughs> and the official ground will be, sorry, where can the people come down and watch? It's at Pennant Hills Soccer Centre, which is on Britannia Road in Pennant Hills. Fantastic. So, again, just repeating that for everyone, starting at 9am down at Pennant Hills Soccer Club on Britannia Road. Go watch the Normo 3s. It's going to be an absolute hell of a time. From 1 o'clock, you can catch us on Triple H 100.1 FM. Myself and Georgia will be leading the coverage of the epic finals matches that we'll have in that tournament and it's going to be one hell of a day, so make sure you tune in. Again, Natalie and Nick, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, hopefully, we'll have you on board in the near future as the, the Norman Hurst Football Club continues to grow, and we'll hopefully hear from you on Saturday as well. Excellent. Thank you so, so much for having us. We're really looking forward to hosting you on the, on the day as well. Be good. Fantastic. Yeah, we're looking forward to it too. Time to move on to uh, our next segment, unfortunately. Again, thank you to both uh, Natalie and Nick. We're going to talk all things Australian Open after this to round out the show. Stay with us here on the bench, Triple H 100.1 FM.